0: What's up sisters and friends? happy monday everybody i hope you're having a great start to your week but we're about to make it so much better because i have someone in the house today on the couch that i know you guys already love and if you don't love her that means you don't know her because if you know her you're gonna love her i have emma mcdaniel formerly known as emma jenkins on the podcast today and she is actually here she flew here to be here with us so thanks for flying here emma yes it was a Joy, it was a journey. I got to meet people in the airport, and I'm you had so glad. Some delays, to be here.
1: huh? Yeah. I I made a friend, and he knew uh-huh. Jesus,
0: and I'm so glad that I had a little extra time because I may not have met him. That's awesome. See, yeah. this is the perspective my husband needs, and I hope he's <laughs> listening to this podcast that when you get a delay, you never know who you're going to meet. You don't. You got to look for those opportunities. <laughs> yes. Christian's like, no, this is just, no, we, we should not be in the airport right now. And I'm That's how like, my mate. husband is, too, though. I he's to Mr. See. Efficient. I used to see. He's oh. like quickest, and I'm like, wait, but there's somebody there at the cash register that you can it in just a couple more minutes to talk with them. That's awesome, yeah. Me and Christian are the same way. Which, hey, I gotta appreciate that too because he actually gets us there on time and to where we're going. And if it was Mm -hmm. up to me, I'd probably miss a lot more flights. So (laughs) we'll we'll find some balance in the middle. Yeah. Um, And you just announced on Instagram that y'all are expecting. Yes, we are and are
1: just over the moon. We are so honored and grateful and wildly amazed that wow. this is what we're stepping into. Yeah. We're so excited. And
0: now to freely talk about it is really yes, happy too. Yes, to- <laughs> <laughs> a secret for a little while because you waited until yeah. you were in your second trimester to announce, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's hard to keep that secret because it's the only thing you can think about and mm-hmm. it, like, feels super obvious to you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know if you feel like, I remember, like, before <laughs> I told people, I'd be like, it's so obvious. Like, they have to know. Like, I said one thing. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was FaceTiming my mom, it was the night I found out I was pregnant and I literally lived five minutes from my mom so i (laughs) definitely should have waited to tell my mom whenever i saw her the next day but i'm facetiming her and i said something and it wasn't even like a giveaway at all i was just like said something and then i was like you know i was like you know i was like i'm (laughs) pregnant and she was like what no i don't i didn't even think about that i was like oh i'm pregnant she was like what and And you're telling me on facetime when i live five minutes from you and i was like I thought it was obvious. That's so it obvious. true. Yeah. It's like She's when like, like, it's at the forefront say. of
1: your mind, it's what you think is at the forefront of
0: everyone's <laughs> mind. That's <laughs> so true. I'm like, I know you're thinking it. She's like, I wasn't thinking it. <laughs> what are you it's talking so about? so funny. So, okay, yeah. speaking of just telling your family and stuff, was it so fun to tell everybody? It was so fun. I was very similar to you in the sense that,
1: like, I, I wanted to tell my mom, like, automatically. And we found out. On December 23rd. Oh, wow. And so it was so hard, though, because we were like, okay, we have to wait till Christmas. That would be the most ideal way to tell them. But we went to a football game with my whole family, which was like three hours away on that Saturday. Like So on Christmas Eve. Because Christmas was on a Sunday, and so we were with them like oh my six hours in the car for the whole football oh, game until like ten that night, and it was really special though because it was just me and Josh who knew. So we would mm-hmm. give each other like special looks, like we're the only people in the world who know. Oh, that's sweet. but we packaged up our pregnancy test, and on Christmas Day we oh that's awesome
0: we gifted it to our families. So See, it was that's really the special. Way you do it. That is awesome. <laughs> that's so special. I know I had all of these good ideas and. And then had zero follow through i had told christian yeah. before we got pregnant i was like okay whenever we get pregnant we're not gonna <laughs> tell anybody because i was like i want it to just be me and you that know like that whole thing like yeah. you just said the song is so beautiful I was like <laughs> we're gonna like keep <laughs> this a secret and like literally we were on the phone with his parents and we hung up the phone and i was like i'm gonna go take a pregnancy test and it was late which normally i would have waited until the morning but i yeah. was just like so antsy I said, I'm gonna to take a pregnancy test. So I went and as soon as it was positive, I was like, call your parents back. He was like, I thought we weren't gonna tell anybody. I was like, forget the plan. <laughs> like, we call them, we call them all. I was like, who am I? I cannot keep a secret to save my life. But that's just so fun. It's and I'm glad so the world fun. knows and can celebrate with y'all now. And Me you too. don't know the gender at this point, but no. you have the information out there. You're just waiting. Yes, my doctor knows. Your doctor knows. Like maybe by the time this podcast comes I you will have announced it on Instagram, but. Yeah that's so fun Emma I love it thank you well I want to talk to you so you know I, I told you how these podcasts kind of came about the next few sisters and friends that we're about to do are topics that people send in on Instagram like hey can you talk about this mm-hmm. and um, I just kind of read the topics and thought about the people in my life who live that out so beautifully and there is one about like keeping routines like spiritual routines and habits and I was like man Emma is so good at this but I feel like the conversation goes so much bigger than just like routine, yeah. Um, it has to be really an overflow of who you are. And when I think back to your life, I mean, I think back to whenever you were young and there's a specific moment I remember where you guys had moved a couple of times. Mm Y'all used to live here, which is how we really got to know each other. And then y'all moved to like Huntsville or Madison, Alabama. You moved to like Birmingham, Hoover, all over the place. Yeah. And I don't remember when it was, and I want you to talk to me a little bit about when and where this was, but you came back one summer for camp and your joy was like radiant. Like it was so evident that everybody at church was talking about it. I remember people were like, have you seen Emma Jenkins? Like, she's like so happy. Like her smile is like so big. She's so happy. She's like so joyful. And I was like, no. And then I, re- like, I specifically remember this, like it was yesterday at White Street Road Church. I like wow. saw you up at the front with your family. Cause y'all sit like a little bit in front of us yeah. and you were smiling ear to ear worshiping. And I don't know why it makes me teary because I, I just think it's really sweet that I really do remember that and being like, whoa, she is really joyful. And then I started talking to you and I just remember thinking like, what happened? <laughs> like, because it wasn't a yeah. normal joy. It was a a spiritual joy that I had not seen before. I had not experienced before at that time in my life. And I was so captivated by it. And mm-hmm. so Take me back to that time. Do you remember an evident change in your life? Was that like a big moment for you? And where and how did that all happen? or weekly for six weeks, depending on your schedule. If you like it all at once, that's great, or space it out a little bit. Build the best summer ever with KiwiCo. Get 20% off your summer adventure series at slash Sadie Rob Summer. That's 20% off your summer adventure at kiwico. K I W I C slash Sadie Rob Summer.
1: Yeah, so. When I, I remember that so specifically just that season, because we did move. We, I remember started moving when I was nine years old. And so by the time I had come back to camp that summer, we had moved like three times in that period. And I remember I was 14 years old that year, or I guess turning 15, it was my eighth grade year of Mm -hmm. middle school. And a couple of months before camp and we came back to Louisiana, I was, it was like late February, early March. And I was honestly in like a really rough spot. Hmm. I was sitting on my bed, like a, like how you said, there are moments in your life that you just remember so vividly. Yeah. And what I'm about to share, my dad like barely remembers, but it was one of the most pivotal moments wow. in my life, which I feel like is just a side note that like some things that we may see as, oh, like did that even really have impact? Was that even really mm-hmm. that weighty or significant? actually could have great impact in someone's life. And I think sometimes, like, the enemy would love to keep us from making the most of those little moments Mm -hmm. because he wants us to think they're insignificant. Yeah. But it literally changed my life.
0: Wow. So
1: I'm sitting on my bed in such a rough place, and I will explain why. I really did not understand what grace was. Hmm. So I loved life, loved people, loved my family, like went to church regularly, loved the Lord. But I really was so anxious and Mm. I was just so weighed down because I believed that I subconsciously, I really think, believed that I had to be perfect. So every time I noticed myself mess up, even to the detail of like having thoughts that was like, oh no, like that wasn't a good thought, which is... You're basically holding yourself to a standard of not being human. (laughs) And so anybody who's having that pressure on themselves to live up to perfection is going to inevitably be exhausted and weighed down because Mm -hmm. it's an unrealistic standard. And that's where I was at 14. Wow. And my dad walks in my room and the best way my 14-year-old self could tell him what was going on, I tried to tell him. And he pointed to my Bible on my bookshelf. He was like, Emma, when was the last time you just spent time alone with the Lord and his word?
0: Mm.
1: And I was like, I really thought about it because again, we regularly went to church. I love the Lord, but I was like, dad, I don't know. Mm. The last time I just went to be alone with God and spent time in his word. And he said, Emma, when Jesus comes back, I'm not gonna be standing here with you holding your hand. It's just gonna be you and him. And he's either gonna say, well done, my good and faithful servant, Or depart from me, for I never knew you. Wow. And then my dad left the room. So I'm sitting there. And again, my dad doesn't remember this, but I'm telling you every detail of the story because it was so significant to me. So I'm sitting there on my bed. And something that really hits me in that moment is like, he's not going to say depart from me, for you never did everything perfectly. Depart from me if you never kept every routine to the T. It was, you didn't have a relationship with me, Emma. You didn't know who I was. And so I went to my bookshelf and I picked up a devotional book off my bookshelf, went to the introduction because I hadn't been reading it. So I was like, what even is in in this devotional book? And the introduction was talking about the God girl and said, the God girl is the girl who wakes up before the rest of the world does just to listen to what it is her father's wanting to tell her. Wow and i like it bubbles over within me and makes me emotional every time i talk about it because i remember so clearly telling the lord this is literally what i told him i just want to know you like in that moment i sat on mm. my bed i just want to know who you are mm. i want to make want to know what makes you happy i want to know what makes you sad i want to know if you like chocolate too <laughs> like i was really in this genuine childlike space wow. of like I want to know who you are. Yeah. And so that happened in late February. I came there to back here to Monroe that summer. Mm-hmm. And it was during those months that I was in his word. Wow. Every morning, because I wanted to know who he was. I wanted to know who I was in him. And I say all of this because it's like, where did this joy come from? It. It literally says in Scripture that in the presence of the Lord is the fullness of joy. It says that the fruit of the Spirit is joy. Mm -hmm. It says that He is joy, that His joy is strong. It brings us strength. And so I can't be walking in step with His Spirit. I can't be genuinely seeking to know who He is and be filled with who he is and not have joy. And so it's like, you can't help but it be seen when it's
0: really just who you're sitting with and who's filling you. Wow, that is like the most beautiful story. And um, like, I love that it wasn't just like, I love how you said it's not, you kept my all the routine or you kept all of, you know, the commands or you did everything perfect, but it was like, I just want to know you. Yeah. And that is really why I said this is such a bigger conversation than a routine. Because mm-hmm. you're if if you were who you are because of routine. That would have died at 17. You know, yeah. you maybe would have kept up with that for three years. But mm-hmm. I think the thing that is so amazing about Yuma is the person that I saw when you were 14 at church, a couple rows in front of me, is the person that I sit across today as a, how old are you? 24. 24, 10 years later, yeah. a grown woman. Married, about to have a baby, and it's that same joy. It's that same spirit about you. It's the same faith, and I think that like so many people go through these like spiritual highs. Um, they go to a conference, and it's like, oh, now I'm gonna like dive into the Word, or they go yeah. to um, you know a camp. Now I'm gonna get into a routine, or they read a book and they kind of get on fire. They listen to a podcast, and it was great for a moment, but the things dwindle and they die out. And mm-hmm. you know, you look back later, and you go, oh, I wish I had that joy. That I had for those couple weeks, or I wish I was that kind of fire that I used to have. Um, So throughout the past 10 years, I'm not saying that you haven't gone through seasons and changes and ups and downs and all the things, because our life looks like that, you know? But what do you think it is that has not been the spiritual high, but it's really Mm -hmm. been like a true life change of who you are? Do you think it is that knowing Him uh, the way that you that you got to know him like what's carried you through 10 years of having the same joy and that same childlike faith
1: yeah I I was reading I've been in the Old Testament lately and I was reading I think it was in like Deuteronomy so it's right before judges which, you know, then it gets to a big old hot mess. And it talks about how the leaders were personally experiencing what the Lord was doing. Mm. And I think that's one thing I want to come back to it. And the other thing is in 1 John 5, which says that it God is saying basically, if you love me, you will obey me mm. and my commands are not a burden. So the first wow. thing is, I think that there's something about personally experiencing who God is. It's good. So people can hear these words that I'm saying and be encouraged and be fired up because it's like from the Lord. It's from His word. It's from yeah. walking with Him. It's from a genuine place of loving Him. But I can't personally experience it for them. Yeah. Like it it's has good. to be a personal relationship. This time how my dad said, I'm not gonna be standing there with you. I like love that he said you can't that. have Emma's faith. You can't have Jason Jenkins faith. You can't have Sadie's faith. It, it's your faith. It's yeah. your walk. So there's something that is really enduring about Skin. a personal experience with the Lord. Pers- like, I mean, just the fact that, like, I spent two years just spending time in God's word and getting to know Him and being poured into by godly people before things on social media went kaboom and cyberbullying became a big thing. And I was then able to see the authority of God's word in a personal way.
0: Yeah, Because I
1: was having people personally say things about how I looked, things about how I talked, things about what I believed. But I was able to endure because of my personal experience. It wasn't just words that I had heard in church on a Sunday or my mom believed, but it was words I had experienced and I was experiencing the confidence that came from it. And this kind of ties into it. But what I was saying about 1 John is those who love me, obey me. Hmm. Coming back to the routine, like it would have died out when I was 17 because, I mean, a routine, it's like you think of the religious leaders. Mm -hmm. They were the most routine people you ever met. They fasted more than you could have ever seen somebody fast. They knew the word frontwards and backwards. Like anybody knew the word yet the Lord was calling out their heart because they didn't actually love him. So it's like my routine endures and yeah, it may change as we'll probably talk about just from season to season, Mm -hmm. but my commitment to growing in the Lord endures because I love him and because I love him, I want to obey. And what I think is cool too, is that like my love for him isn't dependent on how I feel because there are some days where I don't feel like getting in the Word. There are some days where I don't feel like praying. There are some days where I don't feel like getting out of my comfort zone and telling somebody that they look good. There are days where I just don't feel it, but it goes so much deeper than that. It's like, God, I've personally experienced you, and I love you, so I am choosing to walk in obedience. And that's what brings an enduring routine. That's
0: good, Emma. That is so good. I love that, because I think sometimes people can look at you and they can think, Oh, well, that's just her personality. Like, Mm -hmm. she always is happy. She always feels good. It's like second nature to compliment someone, but it's actually so refreshing to hear you say, like, I don't always feel like that because yeah. that is also part of being human. You're not always going to feel like that. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, I love that song, Gratitude, because it, you know, that part of the song where it's like, yes. on, my soul, don't you get shy on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to say that to myself sometimes. Or it's like, don't get shy on me. Like, stop. Like, you got a lion inside of those ones. Like, <laughs> get up and praise the Lord. And sometimes it is yeah. like a get up and praise the Lord because like, you're so grateful for who he is. And mm-hmm. i I'm have just, I'm, I'm loving what you're saying. And to me, you're speaking so direct to me as well, because I had this moment, my, my sister, you know, does Cultivate LA and yeah. the girls were asking me how it was. Some of our friends weren't able to go. And I said, it was so good. I was like, if people were looking around in the moment of, you know, raise your hand, if you're coming to the Lord, they might've been confused because I was raising both of <laughs> my hands. And I said, I just had such a moment like where, you know, I just, I just finished reading this book and it was, um it was literally a 10 and a half hour audiobook about a guy who was a pastor of an underground church in Romania. And him and his wife, it was Richard and Sabina War- Warmbrand. And it was the most, um, it was tragic in the sense of how bad suffering can be and how horrible just um the communist-run country where religion was not you know you can't just freely worship god like that was tragic but their faith was something that i've never seen before the beauty Mm -hmm. of their faith to endure um suffering to endure pain to endure just um affliction and hate and all the things that they endured. And I mean, literally prison, they, they would get out of prison and then the next day they'd have people in their house for house church and then they'd get thrown back into prison and it was just crazy. And Richard like said this prayer one day to God after getting out of prison, after being like tortured to the extreme, like should have died tortured for nine years, he gets out of prison. He's finally back with his wife and his mm-hmm. son. And he says to the Lord in a prayer, "God, if there's someone in prison that needs me to be there so that they can know You, then send me back." And um, wow. like he went back, and he continued to preach the gospel in prison. And then, like all these um, different leaders who were like literally the the ones torturing him came to Christ. Every single person that came in his um, prison cell came to Christ. Like he brought so many people to Christ. And I just started like thinking to myself, like what would I do, you know, if that was me, you know? Would I be able to endure that? And then, um, so I'm kind of processing that. And then Jill Dasher, speaking at Cultivate LA, and she starts talking about an underground church leader in Russia. And she starts reading like the torture that he went through And then she reads about his son who got tortured because of his father and um his father was like i can't endure like watching my son like i'm just gonna go ahead and basically come out with whatever they were trying to get him to say and the son said to his father he was like no do not give me the indecency of my father being a coward like i would Mm -hmm. rather you stay faithful to god and like me die than you like denounce your faith or whatever, renounce your faith. And so the son ended up dying. And the father was like, just, I can't believe my son would have that kind of faith. Wow. So she tells the story, I just read this book. And then she kind of gives this call to like, you know, you need to know God like that. Like, is God really, Is God really the best thing in the world to you? Is He really Mm. the thing that your heart desires the most? Is He really the thing that comes above all other things in your life? And it's been something I've really been searching my heart about because I'd heard a a sermon by John Mark Comer recently who said, we all have a public faith, a private faith, and a core faith, and your core faith is what you Mm. really believe when the things that you love the most are stripped away from you. And I've kind of been searching like, what is my core faith? Like when things have gone wrong in my life, what what's at the core? What's still there? What do I yeah. really believe? And so I'm sitting here at Cultivate LA with both hands in the air with the prayer of, God, I want to know you like that. I want to know you more. I want to know you like Richard Warmbrand knew you to say, I would go back to prison. I want to know you like the 14-year-old kid who told his dad, do not turn away from Jesus. I would rather die. Like I want to know yeah. you like Emma knows you and say, so even when I don't feel good, God, it's a joy to obey you. And I feel like there have been times in my life where, um, even when I was single, that it felt a little bit easier to know Him like that because I had time. And now as a married person and a mom, I I find it harder to, like, stay in that close relationship with Him. When I think about it, it's like, well, it's because I'm tired. It's because I'm Mm -hmm. distracted. It's because I let every other thing get in the way of my, like, personal space with Him. And so I've just recently been convicted of that and just having this prayer of, like, God, I want to get back to, Mm like— knowing you like asking the question of, do you like chocolate? Like, <laughs> what do you yeah. want to talk about, God? What makes you excited about today? What breaks yeah. your heart today? Like like these questions that I just haven't asked him in a while. Yeah. And so talking to you is just so cool personally for me right now because of what I've been thinking about and processing over the past few weeks and just this fresh um, repentant um, running back to the father moment of I just want to know you like that Um, and so just want to ask you as you've become a wife and as you're about to become a mom what does it look like to know him and to continue to get to know him now maybe different than it did when you were 14 or does it carry the same vein so i think one thing that's
1: really cool it's a prayer i pray all the time and it's from ephesians one it's when paul says i pray that you may have a spirit of wisdom and revelation so you may know god better Mm. and i think that's also something that's really refreshing to hear that we have just this lifelong joy of getting to know god it's good it's like my husband. I know him so much. He's my best friend. But when we are 40 years into marriage, I'm going to know him much more than I do now two Mm. years into marriage. And so thinking about that, I I hope it encourages people listening because it's like there's no arrival of like, oh, now I I know God. Now I'm established in my faith and I'm here and now we're just coasting. Yeah, It's like I'm getting to know Him every day. Like how Peter, he literally says, I pray that you may grow in the grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So that's just really encouraging. And with that comes different seasons all throughout your life. So, I mean, I remember when I was single, like, and I had bright neon note cards of scripture all over my room. And I now share a room with a guy. (laughs) So (laughs) it doesn't look the same. I don't have bright pink note cards all over my room. But what I do is, what I do have is like, Time set aside in the morning where I go and I sit with the Lord and I spend time in His Word. So it's like, it may look different from the season, but it's like, is it still a priority? And I think something really, like, really sweet too is like having a husband who desires to know God too. Yeah. So it's like, it's both. Our priorities, yeah. which I think is really special, but I think regardless of what season you're in or what even your marriage looks like, like if I love God, mm-hmm. I'm gonna seek God it's good. because I wanna know God, it's and good. so. Yeah, I don't necessarily have a dance party in my yep. bedroom with bright pink note cards anymore, but I go in my living room and I sit down and I write out the Word and I read yeah. the Word and I spend time in prayer because it's still the same
0: God. It's actually matured, you yeah. know? It, like, of course, when you're 14, 15, you do dance parties <laughs> and you have the bright pink neon colors and all the things and then as a wife, you know, it's sitting in the living room and it's writing and it's doing all these things. And like, I love that, that it's not that it's died out. It's just matured. It's just yeah. changed and, and deepened in certain ways. Mm-hmm. And I was um, reading this other book. Uh, l- I listen to audiobooks a lot. And uh, I was just telling you that I didn't think I was getting <laughs> much from it, but I <laughs> am getting a lot from it. But there is, it was, talking about C.S. Lewis and in his mm-hmm. life, how it was uh, 12 years before he passed away, he had this revelation of God's grace. And it was like the mm-hmm. first, time in his life he really understood the grace of God and it changed like everything for him but the cool thing they were saying is by this point of his life when he had this revelation he had written most all of his books that people read today that they love so much and obviously have grown so many people's faith in God and he had already like loved the Lord of course but He even would say like, oh, I don't, I didn't even know the love of God Mm -hmm. until I got the grace of God. Like until I understood this kind of love, this kind of grace, this forgiveness. And he said that one day, um, this woman said something about like how, you know, sometimes she struggles with feeling like we're worthy of being forgiven. And he goes, oh, surely you didn't just say that. We're not worthy of being forgiven. He said, but we are, and that's the power of God. That's the power of his grace. It's the beauty of the cross. It's the beauty of Jesus. And it's just this really cool thing that like this Mm -hmm. grace idea of just the, the beautiful grace that Jesus displays on the cross and offers us forgiveness, and then a relationship with the Father, mm-hmm. how that just, that revelation changed his whole life. And letters yeah. after that changed the way he wrote, changed the way he taught to people, changed the way he interacted with people. And I love just going back to the beginning of your story that so much of this was founded on grace. Like it was understanding the grace of God mm-hmm. and that the grace of God and understanding the grace didn't lead you to being like, oh, okay, well now I can do whatever I want. and I love God. No, yeah. the grace of God led you to say, I want to know you deeper because of this. I want to love you more because of this. Mm-hmm. And it and it created a relationship for you with the Lord that is filled with grace, filled with forgiveness, no expectation of being perfect and something that you actually desire. And I think that some people, they hear things like this and they say, well, that sounds awesome, but that sounds like pressure. But mm-hmm. what I love about this from the very beginning of you telling your story is there's no pressure. there's no pressure in your relationship with god this is what you desire because this is what is good Mm -hmm. and i think that that's really refreshing because i think that whenever you look at um christianity as something that brings pressure to your life that's whenever you don't want to get up and read Mm -hmm. you do not want to you know go to church you don't want to do the checkbox things because you're like this is just another thing in my life. But when it comes out of the revelation of grace and love and the gospel and who he is, there's such a desire for more. And it's taken you 10 years, it'll take you the rest of your life. I mean, we both have generations of faith ahead of us and so cool to see. I mean, my grandpa, they're making a movie about Peppa Phil's life right now. And it's just really cool um, because his story is, Wild, like, big story of transformation and forgiveness and God's grace showing up. But what's really cool is, like, here he is now. He's 75, 76 years old. And, you know, in all these interviews he's doing, Mm -hmm. he's preaching about Jesus and baptism and God's grace and all of these things. Well, now that they're doing this maybe they've dug up like so many old videos of him and they have a video of him when he's like 30 years old. And he's saying like the exact same thing that he's saying now at 76 years wow. old. Wow! And you think about that, just like how many years that's been. I mean, nearly 50 years of preaching the same message that radically transformed his life then and radically continues to transform his life today Mm. and that just makes me excited that i'm a part of a hope that lasts forever Mm -hmm. that's the same yesterday today and forever and what a like great thing to be confident in a world that's for like changing so fast changing by the scroll but to be locked in on a hope that lasts forever is like super huge so i gotta ask you you're about to Become a mom, which is a big deal. It's no small thing. What (laughs) are some things that you're thinking about as you're thinking about bringing a kid into the world? Because people tell me, Sonny, are you scared to have kids in the world? Mm. It's so dark. And, you know, I always say, I'm raising image bearers, I'm I'm raising the light of the world. Like, we need more truth bearers we need more people to come in the next generation and be leaders and that's not to put pressure on my kids but that's what i'm praying for my kids Mm -hmm. that they would love god like that and that they would be the light of the world what are when you think about your kid and you think about the times we are in what makes you excited to bring a kid into the world at this time
1: oh my gosh Uh, there are so many things i think one thing that has come when the Just the preparation leading up to having this baby is, I've noticed this theme throughout scripture. Um, I've been reading a lot of Psalms, and something that I've noticed is trusting God is how I combat fear. Mm. So, just speaking to that posture of, I'm so afraid of bringing a child into this world and all the things that they may have to face, all the things that we're walking through in our culture. And um, like, is that the best move? Am I capable? All of these things that we can have going on in our mind, just stepping into the unfamiliar mm-hmm. as well. I've just read so many Psalms of David where he's like, enemies are surrounding me. Enemies are planning to attack me, but I will not be afraid. I will put my trust in God. And he's like, my God is my light and my salvation. Why should I be afraid? Enemies are surrounding me, but God, I put my trust in you. It's, it's like, What I love is that his circumstances gave him great reason to be afraid. Yeah. Like our culture, you look at it with just our own human eyes and it makes sense that you would be afraid. Of course. It makes sense that insecurities and doubts would flood your mind. Mm -hmm. But I think what's so cool is that his trust in the Lord, his dependency upon God is what brought him confidence. And so what that shows me as a mom is that wow, I can have the presence of confidence with me, cool. no matter what I'm stepping into, no matter how unfamiliar it is, no matter yeah. how scary it may look. Because though there's lots of things I don't know, there is the reality that I do know my God is with me. It's good. And that the God who I'm relying on, like we've been talking about, mm. He is the God whose hope endures. Like yeah. it, It's everlasting. It's it has no end. And so... That, I think, has brought me so much encouragement. Getting ready to raise up a child is like, yeah, I have weaknesses. Yeah, yeah, our world is broken, but my God is with me and I trust him. And it just brings up this, like, let's go. And I now get to raise up children. Like, how great is the joy to know that my children are walking in the truth. Like, I get to, like you're saying, like, raise up people who love God who know God yeah. who, who declare that He is their light and their salvation and and so yeah I think just going there's so many things that just go back to the foundational things that you can just rest in of God I, I trust you it's good. God you're good. It's good god you sent your one and only son to come and die for me he rose again and through faith in him i have hope for eternity i'm i'm running on this all day yeah, long and good. so it just brings about this again just this joy yeah. and this hope that like i know for a fact that as i raise my child up showing them who god is like praying that they have personal experiences yeah. with God, praying that they genuinely love God's filled with light in obeying mm-hmm. them, like they're set to it's be good. like what you're saying, the light of the yes. world. There's a reason we're called the light of the world because we live in a dark one.
0: Yeah, that's so good. I love that so much. And it's just so encouraging and it's true. That's mm-hmm. the thing, it's based on truth. It's not like we're sitting here going, oh yeah, you like, our kids are gonna be great. And they got, you know, because the world is awesome. We're being very real. Like the world yeah. is definitely dark and scary. And there are reasons to be afraid and there are definitely things that if you let yourself linger a little bit too long in you will be totally anxious and freaked out but then there's also a real reality of truth that we have a true gospel and that we really are called to be the light of the world and that we are capable of doing that because the light of the world lives inside of us yeah and if the light of the world lives inside of us and the darkness has never overcome that light then we're good and yeah. so it's like there's a real reality to the darkness and there's a real reality to the light and so I just love that this is not some um, whimsical like oh it's just gonna work out it's like no there's truth I'm I'm not like this is gonna work out person I'm like let's have a plan for it to work out <laughs> kind of person you know yeah I'm, uh, six on the Enneagram I'm like we're gonna have a plan for safety a plan for security and the gospel looks like a good plan so my grandpa says you know we're all going six feet under he goes is there if there's another way that you've figured out how to get out of that let me know. But as of right now, the gospel is the plan. (laughs) And that's the best news that we have. And I love it. Like speaking of this book um, with Richard and Sabina Warmbrand, so they're being tortured and stuff. Well, they had a 14 year old son at the time talk about living in a scary time for your kids in a communist country where every day you know the school is telling them that God is not real um, that they need to believe in communism over the Lord that communism is more powerful than God and they're just like saying all these things and like literally like injecting this into his brain well both of his parents are in prison both of them are getting tortured both of them are getting beaten so it would be really easy for this kid to come out and be like I hate God like God where were you why are my parents Suffering, and now, now I've figured out my truth. Like it would be really easy for him to turn like that. And when Sabina, the wife, got out of prison, she was so worried. Like, what is he going to think of God? What is he going to believe? And they start talking, and and just his knowledge of the Lord had actually grown so much since they had been in prison. It was so cool. And it, it said this in the book. It said, you know what you know, communism tried to throw at him, what the country tried to throw at him, what his peers tried to throw at him, could not overpower the fact that he had two parents who were praying, parents who loved the Lord, who modeled a Christian lifestyle for him. And I just thought, man, that's so hopeful for even the days that we live in that the world's going to throw ideas at our kids that are going to be in opposition to what we believe is true they're going to throw things at our kids that are going to want to damage them and want to going to want to harm them that are going to want to tell them that god isn't who god says he is but The most powerful voice in their life and the most powerful testimony they're gonna see is the one in their home from their parents, right in front of them, a loving mom, uh, one that stays faithful to the Lord, one that's not perfect but receives grace and forgiveness and teaches that, one that prays over them and speaks life and encouragement and truth over them. And I just was like, man, that's so cool because I could sit here and I could be worried about what the whole world is doing and what the whole world is showing, honey, or I could be confident in what, i'm showing her as a woman of faith and who loves and trusts my god and it just made me realize like man i don't need to put so much emphasis and worry on what the world's doing i need to like literally look in the mirror and say what am i doing in my home that's stewarding her life well and and our next baby and so man, it's just, it's encouraging to talk to other moms like you. And I'm sure that moms listening are encouraged who've been a little (laughs) bit afraid of just the days we're in and stuff. Um, Let's see. Lastly, I want to talk to you about, you have so many good things going on. You have a podcast, you've written books, you do so many things. First of all, tell everybody a little bit about your podcast for those who don't listen so we can make sure people go listen. Because if you've been encouraged by this podcast, there are A lot of good things that you have coming your way if you haven't dove into the world of Emma McDaniel. Um, And then also just touch a little bit on what you said the season you're in before we start talking about just the fear of the future, but trusting God in it, because I thought that was so good. And the hardship of that, but the beauty (laughs) of that. Um, But first, tell us a little bit about what you have going on. Yes, so this is a really
1: sweet season. Um, I graduated college in May and I... I think sometimes I hear conversations about post-grad, but I don't think it was until I actually entered post-grad that I was like, whoa. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like finding community is different because it's, it's not like you have classes with all these people, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, it's just been an adjustment of just day-to-day rhythm, ministry full-time, not balancing it with papers and soccer practice. Like yeah. we're just all in. And um, so that has been a really sweet, Journey, And it's been a transition. And honestly, I've wrestled as I've been just seeking the Lord on, okay, God, like, what do you want? Mm -hmm. Unless you build this house, unless you build this ministry, then Josh and I are working in vain. We want to work on what you are building. And so it's honestly been the last six months of, like, really seeking God on what do you want? Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of been, like wow we're stepping into the unknown and now we have this baby coming we're stepping into the unfamiliar but god i i trust you Mm -hmm. and so i have cried and prayed (laughs) some hard prayers and had some really vulnerable conversations but i've grown so much in my faith like i mean it's cool like we're talking so much about that that like you won't always feel it but like god i love you and i trust you so i'm coming to you and even as i don't know everything coming you're strengthening my faith you're strengthening my relationships because we're walking through it honestly together so I'm so excited as we continue the podcast, which is the Have You Heard podcast. We love awesome. it. Um, yeah, I have some fun projects coming up that I'm excited to eventually share. Um, and getting to just speak the word with our ministry awesome. and pour into people. I have such a heart for helping people personally know God through awesome. faith in Jesus and grow in confidence in Him. So. I'm really excited about what God has
0: in store. It's awesome. Well, you do it all very well. And from a sister to a sister, well (laughs) done friend, you're crushing it. And just you you being on this podcast today, I hope it's for everyone out there. I know it will be, but if not for anyone else, it was for me and I'm so encouraged and strengthened every time I talk to you. Um, I know you've called me at times and said, Sadie, you know, I need help in this area, prayer in this area, and I'm right there with you in the sense that I need to learn from you. I need prayer from you. (laughs) I'm like, you are teaching me so much as you sit across from me on this couch. And so friends, I hope that y'all have just grown so much and just knowledge of the word. I I mean, I have just as Emma has so effortlessly just spilled over scripture after scripture over us today. And I just wanna remind y'all, the reason she can do that is because she knows it. It's because she spent time in it. She's meditated on it. She's set in the presence of God because she has such a desire to know Him personally. And that desire to know Him personally has uh, really made her become who she is today. This beautiful, amazing woman that is just so filled with joy. And so I just encourage you girls if y'all are listening and you're like she's awesome take it the next step further don't just say emma's awesome like go do that for yourself go open the word of god for yourself i love what her dad said you know at the end of the day when jesus comes back I'm not gonna be standing there with you. Emma's not gonna be standing there with you. Your pastor is not gonna be standing there with you. It's gonna be you and you wanna know that you know him. You know that you knew him so well. Not that you were perfect like Emma said, not that you did everything right, not that you did all the routines, but that you knew him because that's what he's after is your heart. And so we love you guys. I hope you have a great rest of your week. Send it to a friend if you are encouraged by this word and we will see you guys soon.